And I think uh, that's really looking at the glass half full. Uh, mm. And I'm always concerned about uh, the consensus being wrong. Peter, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much. That's Peter Kim, head, head of Global Markets and Investment Strategist at KB Securities. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Lots going on in the markets at the moment. Uh, US stock index futures are sliding down about 0.4% at the moment. Over in South Korea, the Cosby uh, is up, though. That's up about 0.6%. Nikkei 225 in Japan is flat right now. Uh, over in Australia, the SX200 is uh, off about a th- uh, up about a third of a percent. Looks like the Hang Seng is going to open slightly lower now, according to futures markets, in an hour's time. And in the commodities markets, uh, Brent crude oil, $56.40 uh, uh, a barrel. And gold is rising here in Asian trading. It's at $1,571 an ounce. And the Japanese yen also strengthening as well. It's at 109.9 against the US dollar. Thank you for listening on another very busy morning. Do please join me again tomorrow morning for Money Talk at 8 o'clock. The weather forecast, cloudy with showers. Showers will be heavy at times. A few squally thunderstorms. Maximum temperature of about 22 degrees. Occasionally thundery showers in the next couple of days. They are going to be heavy at times tomorrow. And the temperatures are going to fall appreciably on Sunday. It's 20 degrees right now. 95% relative humidity. Back chats coming up after the 8.30 news with Hugh Chiverton and Jim Gould. With the 8.30 News, here's Pierre Tremblay. The World Health Organization says it appears that the outbreak of the coronavirus COVID-19 is stabilized in China, but the WHO head, Tedros Ghebreyesus, speaking at a research conference in Geneva, warned that the recent reduction in new cases ought to be treated with extreme caution. The BBC's Imogen Fuchs has this report. The disease experts meeting in Geneva know that viruses can go quiet and then come roaring back. Over two days, they have drawn up a plan to defeat COVID-19. All countries must have easy diagnostic kits, infection prevention measures must be in place, and research into treatments and possible vaccines must be accelerated. Meanwhile, Hubei health authorities say the number of deaths in the province rose by 242, pushing the toll from the from the past uh, from the last toll uh, to 1,350. In its daily update, Hubei's health commission also confirmed another 14,840 new cases. The huge jump came as local officials said they were broadening their de- definition for COVID-19 cases. World Rugby is expected to make an announcement later today on this year's Hong Kong Sevens amid reports that this year's tournament will be pushed back from the beginning of April to October because of the coronavirus. Speculation has been rife that the 45th edition of Hong Kong's biggest sporting event will have to be rescheduled. Hong Kong Rugby Union Chief Executive Robbie McRobbie told the South China Morning Post that it will announce its intentions today. NATO defense ministers have agreed to expand the alliance's training mission in Iraq. At a meeting in Brussels, NATO's chief, Jens Stoltenberg, said this would replace some of the international troops leaving the U.S.-led coalition against the Islamic State group. It is extremely important that this never returns because we have seen the brutality, we have seen the horrendous uh, violence uh, they have been responsible for. This is a huge problem for the people. Uh, People in Iraq have suffered, but also a threat to all NATO allies. 
The Italian Senate has cleared the way for the leader of the far-right League Party, Matteo Salvini, to be tried for allegedly illegally detaining migrants on board a Coast Guard ship last year. Mr. Salvini is accused of abusing his power in his role as Interior Minister for not allowing more than 100 migrants to disembark for several days. Mr. Salvini defended his actions and said he's ready to stand trial. The BBC's Danny Eberhard has more. Matteo Salvini has built much of his profile targeting immigration. The present coalition has succeeded in taking some of the heat out of the issue. But Mr Salvini will seek to use his trial as a stage, pushing the line that he was defending Italy's borders. Italians are used to seeing their politicians in court. At times, the former Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi rarely seemed out of one. But Italy's judicial process is slow, coalition governments there tend not to last, and Mr Salvini's League party has a clear lead in opinion polls. Small wonder that he seems to view the trial more as an opportunity than a threat. Next news at nine. Good morning and welcome to Bankchat. I'm Hugh Chivert and your co-host today is Anna Fenton. Anna, good morning to you. Good morning, everybody. We're talking mostly today about working from home. A photograph you might have seen of some trainee bankers hiking, out hiking when they were down to work from home has produced some mixed reactions around town. Some are angry at their lack of discipline and some blame the bank for a lack of supervision. While others see it as a healthy team-building effort that shows initiative. What about you? What do you think are the problems and benefits of avoiding the office? Should you stick to working hours, for example? What about working in cafes or out of the house? Any tips to help you concentrate? And do you think the practice might stick? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Bank Chat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, bankchat at rthk.hk, or you can give us a call, and our telephone number is 233-88266, 233-88266. Thanks very much indeed. I uh, look forward to uh, hearing from you. Uh, just before we uh, get to our main topic today, some uh, emails related to... Uh, discussions we've had over the past few days and some other issues. Uh, let's see if we can kind of uh, classify them a little bit. Okay, we, we did touch upon the issue of uh, kind of buffets and communal eating um, uh, yesterday. Uh, Heinz, who is uh, ex-president of the Hong Kong Chefs Association, says, don't blame hotel buffets and don't worry too much about them. The source of it, the source of it is something to worry, eh? The local wet market with live animal slaughtering. Go to the market and open your eyes. That comes from from Heinz. Uh, Veronica says, a few months ago, Dr. Darren Mann was on your programme telling us that Hong Kong was unprepared for an outbreak such as COVID-19. The government was not interested. How very foolish, says Veronica. Richard says, did RTHK air a story that the government may be planning to evacuate Hong Kong residents on board the Diamond Princess? And there's a link. But didn't RTHK run a story a few days earlier where it quoted a Ms. Ng, whom RTHK was seemingly happy to portray as someone representative of Hong Kong people on the ship to give the impression Hong Kong people on board the cruise liner would rather remain on board than go to chaotic Hong Kong? Then if RTHK is to be believed, Hong Kong should simply leave those people in Japan. And on today's topic, Mr. Tang says, it takes considerable work effort 
work ethic, self-discipline and commitment on the part of employees for the idea of home office to work, as home is such a cosy place for people to relax and rest. It also depends on the line of work a worker is in before the management can introduce the work away from the office requirement. During this school suspension period, my colleagues and I, he's a teacher, have been doing multiple tasks at home, including marking student exam scripts, designing teaching materials, contacting parents and students to inform them about the latest updates on school affairs and discussing matters arising from school closure via phone calls or text messages. Our job nature requires us to be ready for any inquiries or emergencies, so we've been doing recently isn't a far cry from what we usually do. The other day, a student even asked me for extra homework after he finished the assignments given to him earlier. As for the trio who uploaded a photo of them hiking onto social media, they just wanted some fresh air after being confined to their homes for such a long time. Of course, these three employees have to bear the consequence of breaking the bank's regulations. Many people may have done something silly when they were young. Pretty sure the three young people have learnt their lesson. Good day and good health to everyone. Thank you very much indeed. That comes uh, from uh, Mr Tang. Joining us for our first discussion, uh, first part of the programme today, we have uh, Peter Lung, who's chairman of Human Capital Management Society. And uh, Fern Nye, who's CEO of Community Business. Um, Fern Nye, maybe we'll start with you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much indeed for, for joining us. Fern Nye, I know you've been advocating for sort of more flexibility in working uh, for a long time. You've got it now, haven't you? <laughs> a lot of people. How's the experience going, do you think? What, how is Hong Kong coping with working from home? Well, I think this extended work-from-home situation that we find ourselves in is quite unique. Generally, while working from home and flexible working have become pretty commonplace in many companies, and there may be some companies that largely operate that way, or some employees who predominantly work remotely, um, usually there would be a mix of people working flexibly in a physical office space or a place is still the norm. So this current situation brought on by the coronavirus where most people are working from home continuously for several weeks and are not able to attend face-to-face meetings with colleagues and clients, it is quite different. Um, it's expected that your employees' engagement and morale will be impacted as they may be distressed and anxious because of all the negative news, their fear of exposure to the coronavirus, and they may be worried about job security because of the impact on the economy. So it, it is unique. It's not business as usual. So how do you think people are coping? Well, I think, um, you know, it, it depends on, on you know, the the company um, and the individual. Um, generally, we find that there's, there are four factors in implementing flexible working, working from home successfully. Job nature, um, as, as you know, the, the, the person that wrote in mentioned, organizational infrastructure policies and practices, your corporate or workplace culture, and employees themselves. So um, these four factors, job nature, some jobs are just more suitable for working from home, while whereas others are less so. For example, some jobs are frontline. They might depend on in-person interaction with clients, customers, some are more operational in nature, and, and some might deal with very sensitive data. So with this coronavirus, companies might need to redesign, restructure, or reprioritize work activities so that they could be carried out effectively by employees who are at home. 
Isn't, for um, isn't there a fundamental problem with this is that as humans we are social apes wired for connection and we, we go a bit loopy if we're not uh, in contact <laughs> with people on a fairly regular basis. I mean, a, a case in point is pilots who are basically operating as freelancers. You know, when they're not working, they're not doing anything. And, and they would struggle with this, I think you'd find, uh, this, this idea that when they're not on, they're off. Um, you know, how do you manage your time when not, nobody's looking over your shoulder? They don't drink or anything. Oh, no, no, they, of course. Hugh, of course not. <laughs> well, some people are really um, better at it than others. Some people do need that face-to-face -face communication. You know, others are better at self-discipline. So we're all very different. Um, some people prefer less social interaction. I mean, there are, you know, there are benefits of working from home, the flexibility, you know, you could be more focused on your work-life balance and, and so on. But, um, but you, you know, could also current... be more focused on the sofa and snacking in the fridge, yeah. couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there, some, you know, with some people at home, there are less distractions. With others, there are more distractions because if you have your family at home, like maybe your kids are, they're all off from school now, aren't they? So mm -hmm. um, your family thinks you're available and not busy when you're at home. And uh, so, you know, there, there needs to be, you know, some clarity around, you know, you're working at home, you're not just at home. Um, but, you know, we find now, nowadays with this current situation, some employees might really feel isolated and out of touch with the organization. Mm, mm. And, you know, in addition to being more stressed, distracted, etc. Um, and, and quite frankly, some employees in Hong Kong might not have a suitable home office environment because of lack of space or any other reason and would rather go into the office to work, which companies should accommodate, you know, in this current um, coronavirus situation. Mm. Uh, Peter Lung, Mr. Lung, good morning yeah. to you. What, good morning. What's your take on this? I mean, my impression is this is kind of shock for, for Hong Kong, where people, you know, work traditionally very long hours and will we'll go into the office and will be available at any time and this kind of thing. Um, for a lot of people, office-based people, to now work from home, uh, as I say, is quite a change. What, what, what do you think about it and how, how Hong Kong is coping? quite a change. Uh, as Florian just mentioned, it's quite abnormal for such a continuous uh, period of uh, work from home. In the high-tech companies, uh, they, they used to have such a habit, a culture already built up, and uh, uh, people know how to, to behave properly uh, during the work from home. As Florian just mentioned, uh, there is obviously quite lack of um, um, understanding like lack of uh, uh, sort of guideline, company guideline. I, I did a very uh, mini survey and found that most of the companies actually did not have any uh, sort of a guideline or policy on work from home, uh, the office manner, how they do it, how they respond, and uh, not even uh, a, a mini setup. So th this could be uh, quite a big issue, couldn't it? I mean. Um what do you advocate? Would you have companies um, issue guidelines about, you know, you must all ring in at nine o'clock? Or how do you coordinate where everybody is, that they're all there? Because you can't just look around the office and see the faces, can you? Yes, yes. Um, the monitoring control is quite a, quite a big issue, whether you monitor the outcome or you monitor the process. Uh, in many companies, I, I, I say traditional companies, uh, traditionally staffed organizations in Hong Kong, they look at the process that um, as long as you are paid, you should be there in the office. But in, in the modern age, in many um, um, Western countries and in the high-tech companies, they focus on the outcome. Uh, it must be a very quantitatively measurable outcome. 
they have the bottom lines what you can deliver they can track on your your progress in the interim they can have a summary of your activity uh, what you did it is sort of a difficult quite a change indeed for us to accustom to the sort of a work from home lifestyle uh, are you finding that um it, there's a surprising number of people who can work from home that when it comes down to it, um, a, a lot of people uh, are able to do that. And, and as we heard from Mr. Tang, maybe it's just, or, or fun, maybe it's only just the kind of the people on the front line uh, and everyone else really doesn't have to come to the office at all. Yes, indeed. Um, quite a number of back office uh, people are nowadays uh, coming from home. In my uh, society, in the association, we uh, asked a lot of our members and found that members of the company, at least the medium size and the big organizations in, in Hong Kong, they are doing a part of the uh, staff workforce uh, working from home. But the frontline people, they can't do it. They simply can't. They, uh, you just mentioned about the example of teachers and the students. They can. But then uh, for those who, who deliver the frontline service, the customer service people, uh, those who drive, uh, <laughs> I guess you'll be astonished if, if uh, someone tells you that the driver is working from home. And, 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 and even for the surgeons, for those uh, who are uh, delivering uh, examinations and uh, face-to-face contacts, they, they, they simply couldn't. So uh, it's sort of a, um, uh, a divided view on the organization. If you have both the frontline people and uh, back office people, you have to make a right balance and to get ready, uh, have a policy. Tell them the guidelines, which part of the people you can work from home and what is the proper ethic, uh, how you, you should do it, and uh, uh, the habit of doing it. Peter, do you remember after SARS, there was um, a huge uptake in video conferencing. In fact, it's, I think when video conferencing really took off in Asia and became popular, and a lot of business travel was curtailed after that because people didn't need, it became obvious they didn't need to physically go to meetings. Do you see, if we play this movie forward, that a lot of companies paying high rents for, for prime office grade um, uh, offices in Central and Wan Chai and places like this will actually stop and think now, hang on, do I really need to be paying per square foot what I'm paying when uh, I could p- keep half of my workforce at home? Yes, yes, that's, um, that's indeed what we should think about. Um, um, and that um, um, the, the home office uh, habit, uh, which uh, we, we just uh, talked about, it should be a trend in the coming uh, few years that uh, we'll move more and more towards the remote uh, access, towards uh, video conferencing, towards uh, having having uh, uh, other assignments, uh, the slash economy, that those sort of things should be pondered upon, but it should be uh, a systematic way. There should be a systematic way to, to engage the workforce, uh, tell them the guidelines, uh, uh, have a mutual understanding of each other. Right. I think it's uh, just a mishap about the, the six young guys uh, having a lesson and a lesson for the company as well. Yeah. Well, let's talk about young guys. Fern, I, I don't know what your thoughts about this are, but um, I was talking to somebody who was hiring millennials recently, and it was a new startup, and she wasn't able to, aff- uh, uh, to offer them health care, so she was very nervous that they would ask about this particular benefit or lack of it. But they didn't. What they asked about was location of office, could they bring their dog, um, what were the working hours, and what was the dress code? So it was like a sort of a, a melding of lifestyle and 
and work. Is that what we see with millennials? And is that what we were seeing with these, I think, pretty smart young people who thought we need a break in the air? Are we actually going to have to rethink the whole workforce idea anyway with millennials in mind? Well, I think things have been changing in, you know, the world of work for many years now. Um, and it's not just millennials, it's the Gen Zs that are coming through now, um, but also, um, you know, Gen X, you know, Gen, the baby boomer generation as can, well. Can, now you, can you, um, some, some people might not know what that means. Could you just explain? Okay, so um, um, I, I'm not sure if I can get the years right, but... Um, Gen Z are people that are just coming through university now and graduating. Um, so born in 2000, that kind of thing. That's right, 2000 or later, yes. Um, and then, so, so I think people's expectation generally are changing about their workplaces and people want that flexibility. Um, you know, they want to have more control over, you know, their, um, their own lives, their work-life balance. Um, you know, just sitting in an office in a traditional office setting doesn't appeal to people. Um, so, so companies do need to really consider. And, you know, just going back to, um, Anna, your, your comment about, um, you know, video conferencing and being able to save on office space, um, you know, you do need the appropriate technology infrastructure to enable remote working, such as, you know, laptop PCs, video conferencing, you know, the kind of video con- conferencing features that these systems have now compared to the days of SARS, you know, it, it's changed so much. Well, let, let's uh, talk they, about they, that because, um, you know, yes. what, what kind of platforms are available? I mean, personally, we use Zoom. Is, is that a good one? Yeah, or? so that's, that's very popular. There's WebEx um, within organizations. There's the Microsoft Teams. Um, so they enable remote working. They, they have features that en- enable people to interact, to participate um, in video, video conferencing. You know, you, you can, um, you know, write questions. You don't have to speak if you don't want to. There are also online tools for remote teams, um, such as the Teams, you know, Yammer, Slack. These are all different tools that are quite prevalent now. Um, in in the work environment. Also, you need measures and policies to mitigate information security risks. Um, So, um, for example, like the use of VPNs, uh, encryption, protection of sensitive data, antivirus infrastructure, and and so on. So there are a lot of things um, from a technical standpoint that enable remote working. Okay. So, back on the topic of the uh, of the those uh, bank management trainees, uh, Zach on Facebook says the trainees are so happy. Uh, if they didn't go hiking, uh, what uh, what tasks the bank can ask them to do at home? Uh, difficult to work from home. I agree. The trainees are smart to keep their bodies strong during this time. Nice move, but next time don't post the pics. Uh, I think that's, 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 that's wise advice, isn't it? Don't post the pics. But they might have done it in, in the... I mean, uh, when you talk about flexible working, Fern Nye, for example, does that mean you don't have to just kind of work office hours? Because that's my impression of, uh, as Peter Lung was saying, it's, you know, you should be based on the, on the output. And if you want to go for a hike uh, with friends in the middle of one afternoon, as long as you get the work done, um, that's all right. Um, is that your understanding of what flexible working is? So in, you know, a BAU or normal situation, 
um, the companies should allow flexibility. And it depends on the company, depends on the nature of the work they do, and so on. So um, in this environment with the coronavirus, um, you know, some companies are in, insisting on normal office hours. Everybody's working from home, but you still comply with normal office hours. Now, if you want to, you know, we, we encourage people to have your breaks, you know, have regular breaks, go for lunch, as you would normally if you were going to work. Um, and, you know, still structure your day around, you know, a normal working day, if that's what, you know, the culture or the sort of the, the mode of operation is within your company. Um, you know, companies that have employees all over the world, different time zones would operate very differently. So making sure that expectations are clear of your employees. Um, everybody has their, uh, what we use, outlook at our office, you know, with our calendars, our diaries. Um, if we're going to be doing something personal, you need to put it into your diary. You could say, you don't have to reveal what it is. You could say you've got a personal appointment so that other people, if they want to book your time for a meeting or if they want to see if you're busy, if you can take a call, they can go to your diary see if you've got something else on and don't know when they can do that. It's not much fun, is it? <laughs> I think the young generation, they look for the fun and uh, they, they look for the lifestyle to be engaged, uh, to be mingled with work. I, I, I think um, um, nowadays um, uh, we, we need to really, organizations need to rethink about uh, how to engage the young guys, the young generations uh, into the workforce to mingle with the, with the uh, Gen X or, or the, the previous baby boomers. I, uh, I just want to supplement one more point uh, uh, on top of Fern and that uh, security is one mm, of the issues. Security is uh, a big one, life. isn't it? Yeah. Right, right. The client confidentiality, the client information. You, you, you simply don't expect uh, uh, in, in a cafe, uh, sleeping a cup of coffee, uh, 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 chatting with the client about the sensitive information in the open area. That's, uh, that's one of the issues. And the physical setting is also uh, one thing which um, uh, I think Fern mentioned. Mentioned uh, uh, having a de dedicated, a designated uh, workplace uh, to have a proper uh, work at home. Yes, I can see that could be fraught with difficulties. Or else Starbucks could just become a whole lot more interesting of a place to hang out. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Um, well, um, enjoy the, the work and enjoy the, uh, the work and its uh, busy life, I think, is uh, very often uh, a trend. and. Uh, I think is a must for us to really, really think deep about it, uh, how we can uh, enable them to facilitate them. I think organizations or employers uh, like us, uh, the human resources people, we, we are indeed uh, having the role of facilitating them, making them to be productive as well as enjoying their, their work, enjoying their life. Do you, do you think that this might be a long-term change? Do you think that this might kind of stick in one in one way that people will get m more used to to working from home and uh, employers will loosen up a little bit? In Hong Kong, I think uh, it's particularly difficult because um, uh, many of the remote thing, many of the uh, 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 those countries in China, in and uh, Britain, in the US, they did practice a lot of work from home before because of the remoteness of the, the area, such a vast uh, area. But in Hong Kong, it's such a tiny place. It's such a crowded uh, place that uh, people used 
to already used to many many years uh, work to the office uh, have a regular nine to five working pattern uh, so it's particularly difficult but then the, the trend is that you have to um, um, go towards the work from home having remote uh, access properly secured uh, a line and uh, telling them the ethique uh, having a quite a good mutual understanding of we, what we expect from each other. Mm, I'm here. I certainly hope that this will continue, and I think the companies that will stick to a very traditional way of working will probably find it difficult to attract and retain employees. Yeah, I'm hearing one problem. This is is when people are in China trying to communicate with people down here, particularly from a teaching perspective, which is the example I was being given, is that in China, the, 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 the bandwidth, you know, that they need to speed up everything a lot more than what's available already because the signal can't make it from here to there. Did you see any awareness of that and that changing? Well, I think bandwidth, you know, Wi-Fi um, capacity, all that needs to be built into your, you know, technology infrastructure to enable this to work. Yeah. In, uh, in building uh, modern uh, 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 build, uh, office buildings and in the public hospitals, we, we are uh, going for 5G ready. 5G is already very um, 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 ready, very well uh, established in the mainland China. But the problem is on the censoring. Uh, they need to have a, a sort of a screening and filtering. So it's, uh, uh, it turns out that the people, the citizens, uh, receive the signals uh, uh, a bit slower, a bit uh, uh, hectic. So um, it's indeed a, uh, an issue that uh, uh, for Hong Kong, Hong Kong people to communicate with China, with uh, those uh, in the mainland, uh, there is a, a time lag. Well, that's interesting. So you've got 5G but a VPN with it. So you've yes, <laughs> you yes. got speeding up and slowing down. Well, thank you both very much indeed for joining us. Charles Mock, actually, from the IT uh, sector, is going to be joining us uh, after the nine to talk about after nine to talk about uh, yeah the uh, the uh, uh, information technology uh, 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 angle of this. Uh, in the meantime, Peter Lung, thank you very much for joining us, Chairman of the Human Capital Management Society, and Fern Nye, who's CEO of Community Business. Some interesting emails which we'll get to after the news at nine as well. Once again, uh, or you can give us a call two three three eight eight. A uh, quick look at the weather before the news now at 9 o'clock. Oh, and there's a thunderstorm warning uh, has appeared. I think it's the first one um, this year. Uh, and that's going to be effective at least until noon today. The forecast, cloudy with showers. The showers heavy at times with a few squally thunderstorms. Fog at first, temperatures up to 22 degrees. Showers heavy at times tomorrow and then temperatures falling appreciably on Sunday. And then cold mornings early to midweek next week. 20 degrees now, relative humidity is at 94%. A Thursday morning, we're talking about something different today, about the issue of uh, working from home that uh, many people uh, have resorted to uh, in, uh, uh, yeah, in a positive way or a negative way, uh, given uh, uh, COVID-19 and the situation uh, in Hong Kong. We're joined now for this section of the programme by Charles Mock, who's an IT sector uh, lawmaker. We were talking to Peter Lung and Fern Nye in the first part of the programme today. Let's hear some of the uh, response uh, from listeners. Perhaps before we get to that uh, we'll just deal with the with the with the Bowen issue 
do. Uh, so we've had a, we've had some uh, emails and uh, correspondence uh, concerning uh, Bowen, and uh, Bowen has been responding. He's a he's a listener uh, who uh, sometimes writes emails, and um, we've we've been having, as I say, some uh, some people enjoy his comments, and uh, some people are critical, and some people. People, yeah. Anyway, it gets it gets complicated. Um, I I think what we'll what we'll do is um, I think I'd like to draw a line under this. So uh, I, I'm going to read out these messages, and then if Bowen wants to respond, uh, and then I think we'll 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 try and end this Bowen thread because you know, it's a bit of a distraction, perhaps. Okay. Uh, F Andrew F says for Bowen, Allen, and others who daily label people who disagree with them Wumau or Fifty Centers, and as Bowen did just call upon RTHK to censor such emails, I'd like to remind them that thankfully Hong Kong hasn't gone the safe space route just yet. You don't have a right not to be offended and it certainly doesn't supersede my freedom of speech. For someone who complains about ad hominem attacks, you seem to make a lot of them yourself. Instead of labelling alternative voices Wumao or 50 centres and calling on them to be silenced, how about just addressing the continued refusal of the movement and its supporters to unequivocally condemn even the most horrific acts of violence? I'll wait I'm getting my 50 cents either way. Doreen says, Dear Backchat, I don't understand what the fuss is between Bowen and the person suggesting he start a YouTube channel and why Bowen had to resort to personal attacks. Honestly, if he starts a YouTube channel, Bowen would be free to air his views and thus enjoy his right to free speech. Uh, unless he does not want to do so because he's either technophobic or has a pre-existing agreement with another party. For example, RTHK. Peter says, I listened to Bowen attacking Ching. Unfortunately, this has become a pattern now, but Bowen failed his own acid test he mentioned in his message. Instead of carefully considering the merits of opposing arguments and facts, he just loves to personally attack, insult and demote any commentator who holds a different view or contradicts his opinion and narrative. Luckily, there's an archive where Bowen can trace back all his insults. I still remember that being... A Besides applying labels such as pro-China troll, United Front, etc., he called me a racist and a person of lower intelligence who shouldn't be allowed to comment on the show to discredit me or prevent me from commenting in the future. Following Bowen's example, I could easily dish out unsubstantiated claims that Bowen is deeply in the anti-China camp and must be part of the Steve Bannon-Kyle Bass network. I hope Bowen can stop applying his labels and insults and return to the context of comments and arguments. That comes uh, from uh, Peter... Uh, and uh, another comment. Uh, hang on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alex, uh, who likes to write in this pigeon style, says Ngmo uh, criticals uh, Bowen, proving's Bowen not drop pants past wind. Please more Bowen, less annoying Ngmo until party tell Curry Lamb mute Radio Hong Kong. Paul Plud off air. You know my talkings. Asks Alex. And finally, Derek says, Dear Backchat, I agree with the first half of Ching's email yesterday. Listening to different viewpoints is what makes Backchat so compelling. However, I do enjoy hearing from Bowen, who's very articulate and whose views I usually agree with. I also enjoy hearing from Caller Mike, with whose views I don't always agree with. Keep up the good work. Derek says, I think I'm in a good mood because I just found some toilet paper for sale. <laughs> says says uh, Derek. I think we'll give Bowen, as I say, the last the last word in this, and then I'd like to, if possible, end that correspondence on that particular topic. Uh, Charles Mock, good morning to you. Morning. Thanks very much indeed for for joining us today. Um, so I, I guess you know people in your area of work, um, they're pretty used to flexible working, working from home, aren't they? How how are they finding the last couple few weeks? You're right. I think many of them are used to working from home because, unfortunately, you even have to work 
when you are at home at night <laughs> in the past. So I guess in a sense they are very used to it. Uh, but then again, you know, I actually uh, uh, looked at a survey done by an IT workers union, and actually they found that probably only around 36% of the people at this moment. Uh, in IT, are uh, actually working from home. So there's still a substantial, large part of our uh, working, uh, you know, professionals or uh, workers who are actually still they still have to go to work at this moment. So I would like to see that number to be bigger, but unfortunately, it seems like that from the companies I've talked to, the larger companies, the multinationals, uh, including the government, uh, most of them are basically. Uh, uh, working from home, but unfortunately, some of the smaller companies are not yet doing that. I guess one of the reasons is that they are not as prepared as some of the bigger companies who are, you know, have their business continuity planning ahead, and they have uh, probably done this before or at least prepare for it. Uh, and also, probably part of it is the culture of the company. So, uh, not I wouldn't say that everybody is working from home. It really depends on what companies or what. Could it be that the smaller companies as well just don't have uh, systems that are that you can access from home? They might just be, you know, um, not flexible yes. in that way, technically flexible. Yes, yes. Uh, part of it, uh, I guess, the, it, 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 most of the times, I, I, I guess, for most of the systems, uh, you can access it from home. But for some of the companies, probably the problem is that they haven't prepared themselves with the kind of security tools that is necessary, that they view is necessary, that I do agree that it is necessary uh, for you to use a certain uh, tools such as, of course, uh, VPN, virtual private networks, and other means of making sure that your communications is not, you're not just using your, your home phone or your home computer to uh, access uh, uh, in a unencrypted, in an unencrypted way, uh, all the emails or data or communications uh, or documents in your company's network. Some of the companies are, may not be totally prepared for all the staff to do that. Maybe they are prepared for some of the staff. Maybe the senior management or whatever they got, uh, they got that set up. But for the rest of the companies, they haven't been do, uh, able to do that or haven't done that before. So they are not prepared. So that might be one of the reasons. But I do believe that part of it is also cultural. Uh, some companies, depending on the boss, you know, they might really want to make sure that you are going to work. I see you sitting down in your, at your desk and you're working rather than, you know, you, 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 you say you're working from home, that, but I really don't know. But in, in fact, that's the problem. That's part of the problem is some companies, supervisors or managers, even if they are in the office with you, with the staff, they don't know whether they are working. <laughs> of course, so it, they could so, be just yeah. staring at the screen and looking at the, well, anything. Exactly. And, uh, and then when, when you tell them that uh, you've you got to work from home, they don't know how to measure. They don't know how to make sure that the staff is really delivering. The key is delivering. It's not just seeing you going to work and sitting there at the desk. But, you know, some, 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 some more aggressive, uh, actually more advanced companies, uh, actually small companies too, uh, a minority of them that I talked to actually said that, you know, with this experience, uh, they are really reconsidering whether they need to pay rent well, to exactly. uh, rent the office. Isn't there a massive cost saving here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, talking about this bums on seats and making sure you can see where everybody is, would it be personally intrusive, say, you know, if you're sitting facing a screen to, for your boss to be able to see you? Uh, you mean at the office? Yeah. Well, yes, but of course, from the boss point of view, maybe they think that you shouldn't be doing anything personal. Uh, but then I think uh, in the industry, we had that argument probably 10, 15 years ago or more that, uh, you know, uh, in fact, is it, is it a good thing if you tell all your staff that you need to cordon off yourself, you need to shut down your personal phone and no personal activities. You cannot look at your personal email or, or WhatsApp messages when you are working. Is that helping your productivity or is that hurting it? And uh, some of the surveys that I remember seeing more a long time ago, maybe more, definitely more than 10 years ago, were actually saying that it probably is counterproductive because you need to give the staff a bit of freedom, even if they are at the website, at the office, sitting at their desk, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, actually, all, yeah. Yeah, all, all the developments have been the other way, haven't they? That you know that people that your your personal phone becomes a work phone because you're always being exactly. contacted out of that working too. hours and night and day, and 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 you know using that kind of model, maybe working from home, people will start putting uh, monitors on on equipment or even cameras in your home, and then the boss can see if you're working. Yeah, that's well, so I, I, mm. yeah, I, I wouldn't encourage doing that, actually. Of but it could happen, couldn't uh, it? Because yeah. you could say, well, it's my, well work, it's my time now. You know, you're working for me, so therefore I have a right to see what you're doing and make sure that I haven't doing. heard of companies doing that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, be, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say that it, it, it totally couldn't happen. Uh, but I haven't seen people doing that. And I would suspect that if that happens, uh, there might be other privacy con- uh, uh, consequences mm. as well. Uh, I haven't taken thought deeply into that, but uh, I haven't heard complaints about that yet. But I wouldn't be too surprised if some bosses do things that way. But I would be very concerned about the privacy implications. Yeah, but wouldn't it be obvious if somebody was swinging the lead because they wouldn't be productive? Well, uh, obviously, I do believe that uh, there is there might be an issue with some of the people, but I do have to say that it is not the uh, usual practice. I do believe that for most companies, most employers, when things got back to normal, they would expect the staff to go back to the office most of the time. But I think uh, what is interesting after this whole uh, 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 crisis is over, uh, is that maybe some of the companies can really reconsider working from home as a better alternative for some of the staff. For example, for some people, some staff who have to take care of their uh, families for health reasons or children and so on, and they can have the option of partially, if not totally, working from home for a few days of the week or whatever to take better care of their family. And that, to in many, uh, well, I guess in many uh uh, examples that we've seen overseas, including some of my relatives overseas, uh, that seemed to actually be a good way of, number one, uh, 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 making sure that the staff feel uh, that the company care for them and uh, improve their loyalty. And uh, actually, it is a very important thing in terms of retaining talents because uh, people do look out for, at least what I've seen in other countries in the West, is that uh, many people actually look at the uh, the uh, 
possibility of, of uh, allowing them to work from home as a major consideration other than just remuneration. So it's uh, seen as they, desirable, Charles. Job. Is that what you're saying? Employees would yes. actually like Well, from this? the employee's point of view, I think for most, it would, they would think like that. But, but I've also heard different views. You know, some of... Uh, some people told me that they really can't work from home because uh, Hong Kong is too small, their apartment is too small, mm. and then they have all these running children around them, and they are not in school as as well uh, in this uh, in this uh, period. So uh, they find it to be quite distracting, and they cannot work. I so, mean, let's so let's be we, honest. We have to, so uh, different people may have different yeah. views. A lot of people would go to the office for a break from all that mayhem at home, wouldn't they? Well, I, I, I do know that prob- probably some people do find that some of the things that they really need to do, they have to uh, you know, drop by the office, uh, maybe over, even over this period of time, uh, uh, a couple of times of the week or whatever, or a few hours, whatever. But uh, 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 I guess most people, uh, if they are allowed, uh, they probably uh, stay at home most of the time. Now, it really depends on the company and the work they do and the, uh, and the way they arrange things, whether they believe that, you know, this is uh, necessary or whether, you know, some staff would uh, be on shift. I heard that some organizations have staff on shift, so they really prefer to have a small number of staff in the office at some point uh, during the day. So uh, it really depends on the line of work. It's very difficult to draw a line to say that this is the only way to go. Hmm. Okay, and telephone number is 233-88266. You can email back, chat at rthk.hk. A lot of interesting emails, which we'll get to in just a second. We've got a caller first on the line, Geraldine. Geraldine, good morning to you. Yes, uh, good morning. Um, I would like to know uh, from the the post office uh, about whether or not they're going to be delivering any parcels and if and when they will deliver any parcels. I have been trying to call somebody. I have been to two different post offices, and this information we can't get. I have uh, parcels that they have been delivered to Hong Kong Airport, but there is no one there accepting the parcels. They're just being dumped at the airport. And uh, these parcels are important because, as you know, we can't get any masks in Hong Kong. It's virtually impossible. And you can't get any bleach. You can't get any hand sanitizers. The things that the, the the government is telling us that we need to use in this time. Uh, and so my sisters have sent masks from Australia, which tripled in price, by the way. Uh, but we would like to know if and when we're able to go get these masks at all from the post office, because there is absolutely... No one responding to their hotline. As I said, I have called both hotlines uh, 45 times now. Mm. Have you tried going to a post office and speaking to... I have to... been to the Saikung post office. I have been to the Chungkwano post office. Saikung post office is a, a very nice people. Chungkwano post office are not the slightest bit interested to tell you anything. Uh, but neither at post office will... Uh, are able to help you uh, regarding deliveries of parcels coming in from overseas. They just keep saying, oh, well, it's not in the system. It's not in the system. Uh, the Australian Post, on the other hand, have, uh, have already recorded it being delivered to Hong Kong uh, International Airport. Hmm. Interesting. I, I, I don't know. As I say, yeah, usually I find, uh, to be honest, the individuals in the post office, post office is very helpful. Uh, yes. 
um, yeah, um, I'm surprised they have that attitude. Um, well, and, and, no, the Cyclone Post Office is okay. They're, they're very nice people there. They really work hard, and they try their best to accommodate you, but they, they don't know anything. They can't tell you anything. Uh, Chunkwana Park Post Office is, is like the worst post office you can go into. They're rude, they're nasty, they don't even try. Yeah, I mean, I, do they have a form for a lost parcel or something that where you you know? Um, they gave me a form, but uh, my point is, what's the point of putting in the form if if they don't even if it's not going to go anywhere? If you can't get anybody on the telephone, uh, what's the point of the form? Well, That's they, not they, going to yeah, work. Yeah, they may have cut down staff. Uh, I think this is I found another. Well, uh, to my my impression is that they've not just cut down the staff at the airport. There is nobody at the airport because none of the parcels are being logged into the uh, postal system. Geraldine, this isn't new. My mother sent me a parcel from England in November. I received it last week. So uh, I'm afraid <laughs> you're, you're, you're a victim of the system, and this is the whole breakdown in the civil service. I mean, for example, uh, friends of mine were trying to fly out two nights ago with their dog to the UK, but there was yeah. nobody in the AFCD chopping office to chop the dog out. So they couldn't go. You know, you have to chop your dog out within a certain period of its medical tests, and there's nobody there to do it. Charles, any, well, yes. anything you can do or any advice for, for Geraldine? I, I heard uh, that, uh, you know, some people are telling me that uh, they have similar experience because of uh, the, the problem is not necessarily with the post office. They certainly cannot see or, or track the parcels if they haven't received it yet. Uh, the problem might be at the custom. That's what we have been hearing. Yeah, I, me too. Are, yeah, it's that they are stacked up uh, somewhere in the airport or other points uh, where customs uh, is not working. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that, you know, I've been doing, doing, saying all these things about the goodness of working from home. I have to say that what I was mostly talking about were those people with office functions. You know, those would be, you know, you sit at a desk and you are typing at your computer or having short meetings and so on. Those would be, that would be the kind of people that may be, you know, most easily switched to uh, working from home. But then we have to admit that there are certain uh, 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 critical functions or special functions, for example, like a postman, they cannot work, work from home and so on, you know, that uh, have to uh, be, you know, that, that, that the government has to make sure that the basic uh, 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 protection that they need are provided and then they uh, at least a portion uh, enough of, uh, of, of Enough that they can keep the critical functions to be moving. Mm. Uh, that needs to be that needs to be planned for. And again, it's not just where the, where you work and so on. It's about the planning. And I do think that the problem right now, partly, is that some government made a decision to just you know uh, everybody work from home, uh, including let's say for the first few days or the first week, uh, even the postman. That is sort of unreasonable. Uh, but then again, some department. Uh, I've seen previously, even now, you know, like uh, Department of Health, they have been uh, saying that everybody in Department of Health, including the back-end support staff like IT or, or accountants and so on, they all have to go back to the office because we are the Department of Health is critical. You know, that is unreasonable as well. So I think the problem is really with the management uh, uh, in this case. But back to the parcel, I think what we have to do, maybe I have to go back and check again with the uh, Customs and, and see what they can do about uh, you know really really 
really uh, you know clearing some of those parcels and uh, and uh, and goods that are stacked. Could you, uh, could you there. could you do that, Charles? Would you? Would, yeah. Could we ask yeah. you a favour if you could do that, sure, and sure. then maybe we'll check back with you in a couple of days. Sure. Uh, sure and uh, and Geraldine, if you can be get back in touch as well, and we'll we'll see how that goes. Okay, but thanks very much indeed for your call. Very interesting point. Yeah, and a, a critical service. Um, yeah, by any standards. So, Geraldine, thanks for, for, for raising that. Okay, some, lots of emails. Um, thanks very much. Nick says, I've worked from home for five years and have to go for a 90-minute walk every lunchtime. Otherwise, I would go stir-crazy. That comes from Nick. You work from home a little bit as a freelance journalist? Yeah, I have to say the temptation is to... Um Stay in your pajamas, commute down the corridor, and next thing it's lunchtime, and you're still in your pajamas. And yeah. you, you really have to be good on the self-discipline. Right. Uh, Andy says, which bank did the hiking staff work for? Uh, I think it was Hang Seng, but there's a Cantonese pun, which makes it sound like the hiking bank rather than the Hang Seng bank. Uh, you can. Uh, Anthony says uh, it just shows how technological advancement is needed, such as Internet of Things. And as the medical staff on strike saying that they will continue to treat patients by being on strike, and the Hang Seng Bank management trainees on, are just working from hiking. We need to yield to the youth and listen to their words rather than making white terror. That comes from Anthony. Uh, and uh, Alex says, Working's home, I wish. No chance, my job. No change from before. Close contact customer. Office, no ventilation, only aircon. Aircon in winter. Ho something. Okay. Boss diluting's wash washroom soap with water. So much soap di dripping from dispenser. <laughs> Empty by end of shift, even nobody using. How wash hands after handle cash from customer. I wish I were working real job. Everybody with low end job, very danger now. Companies no caring Hong Kong people, blue collar jobs. Hong Kong gum communist government no caring Hong Kong people. Stop saying COVID's whatever's. Uh, WHO head communist brown nose. China infiltrate many UN agency. ICA. AO, ITU, WHO, UN now more concerned China face than doing's job. China export disease, China export nonsense, rest of the world beware. You know my talkings, that comes from Alex, thanks. Um, Anthony also says, bosses always, always install surveillance cameras at home to monitor uh, domestic helpers. Uh, and uh, David says, working from home, this could have an issue. People steal and duplicate businesses, which means more companies, more competition. But that might mean better price. This circulates money because people will buy new equipment, but some will go bust. So this will have other consequences. Also, employees should have insurance when they are at home. So maybe many companies are breaking the law. I understood we had a lack of office space in Central. If companies downsize office space, there will be room for new businesses. Uh, and Pete says, where in the typical Hong Kong flat is there room for a home office? There is hardly room for a uh, tiny kitchen. And uh, Peter T says, I'm perplexed. We receive daily blandishments by API to look after ourselves and keep up with our flu vaccinations. But when you attempt to do that, you discover said jobs are simply unavailable. My son found the two private clinics he uses, told them they had no vaccine. Surely, given our experience of years of winter flu epidemics and the high level of deaths, our health authorities would ensure readily, ready availability of vaccines. Where are they? That comes uh, from Peter. Thank you very much indeed. for. With due respect, I don't think they've caught up with the new one enough to have a vaccine yet. Hmm. Uh, um, Charles, do you get a chance to work much at home, or you? I suppose you're out and about meeting people quite a lot. Uh, you mean uh, you personally? Me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Well, I I do have to occasionally get out of the home uh, to uh, not really to meet people because I have had a few conference calls to replace some of the meetings uh, that I I, ha- I have scheduled. Uh, as you probably know, all the meetings, the regular meetings in Letco are uh, cancelled, uh, probably all the way through to next week at the moment. So uh, how? T- so Charles, how do you structure your day when you're at home? Well, actually, I structure my day a lot of times these days uh, without structure <laughs> because uh, so many emergencies and news would happen and I have to respond. And mm. most of the things that I do, I do it on my phone and my PC, so wherever I am uh, at the time. So these days, mostly it would be at home. But uh, actually, uh, I do admit that I have stopped by the office a few times because uh, over the last or two, we have had uh, a few occasions where we do need to have a press conference and so on, and I have to go back to the office, which is what I need to do this afternoon as well. We have to head back to the office to talk, and then some of us uh, members of, of our camp will have a press conference in the afternoon. So we have to do that uh, in more of a physical way. Mm. Okay, well, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, taking time, I, I don't know if you're at home. I assume you are, Charles Mock, uh, IT sector lawmaker. Thank you very much indeed. We have we occasionally we do, we've always had guests who tell us afterwards that they were in bed or uh, in the shower or whatever. Yes, you can yeah. normally hear that rustle of bedclothes. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens with the morning program. Uh, uh, just to uh, finish off, some comments from our from our Facebook page. Uh, Tom says, U.S. politicians often accuse other countries of meddling in U.S. politics. Yesterday, Joshua Wong's party, Demosisto, received a pallet of medical masks shipped from the U.S. In the global shortage, large medical distributors can't seem to source supply at any price. Demosisto even thanked U.S. government-backed NGOs. What, which were they, Tom? I'm not sure. The U.S. government-backed NGOs? For sponsoring the shipment. If the U.S. taking masks out of the global supply chain to send to a Hong Kong separatist party to promote a political hearts and mind campaign during a medical crisis is not meddling, I don't know what is. Well, working from home has been tough. The number of times I... The number of times I check the coronavirus statistics as well as the number of posts I make to social media has been reaching dangerous levels. Uh, confession uh, from Tom and uh, John, also on Facebook, says the media is overfocused on the coronavirus and overlooked the current Legionnaires disease outbreak in Hong Kong around Choi Hung and the Ping Shak area. And there's a, there's a link with, some, uh, with a map and some more information on uh, the outbreak of Legionnaires disease. And finally, to uh, Bowen. OK, so this is going to be the, the, the last word, and then we will, we will end this correspondence, and I won't read out any more emails, whatever you send me, on this topic, or, that, or I will excise passages which refer to this topic. OK. Bowen says, Hi, Backchat. In answer to Andrew F.'s message, I have never called anyone Wumao or 50 centers on Backchat, and I didn't suggest to Hugh to toss out messages which mainly aim to cast aspersions or to vilify because I was offended by Ching's message yesterday. First, I am not susceptible to being offended by messages as devoid of substance as Ching's. Second, I made that suggestion to Hugh in the interest of having clean and focused discussions in an emergency like the one we're going through right now. And also because I'd noticed a re-emergence in backchat of harangues like those we'd had for several months since last June. If Andrew F. wants to muddy the waters by reviving the to condemn or not to condemn shouting match, I would reiterate my my position that other in certain of uh, other in 
that other than in certain self-explanatory situations, for example, the judiciary and the legal professional bodies condemning the vilification of individual judges and criminal damage of court buildings, it's generally a sign of poor judgment for someone to condemn protesters of violence, with also condemning, in the same breath, those who made the outbreak and escalation of violence inescapable. I would also say that those who insist on others condemning the protesters without offering concrete proposals on how to prevail upon the authorities to change their oppressive conduct which sparked the protests in the first place are hypocrites. As for Peter, that email in which I expressed my impression of him was sent to Hugh Chiverton in person, not to Backchat, and so it was uh, part of a piece of private correspondence which I did not expect to be read out by Hugh on the show, so Peter, don't fault me for that. If there are further tirades and senseless personal attacks from the opposite camp, I will just prove it will just prove that my suggestion to Hugh uh, is correct. That comes from Bowen. Okay, end of the Bowen issue. Thank you very much indeed, Anna. And uh, thanks to our producer, Noreen Mir, as well, uh, this morning. And uh, to uh, researcher Michelle Chan, leaving you now with the weather. It's going to be cloudy today with some showers, which will be heavy at times, with a few squally thunderstorms. And there's a thunderstorm warning in effect now. Temperatures up to 22 degrees, occasional thundery showers in the next couple of days. The showers will be heavy at times tomorrow, and temperatures falling appreciably on Sunday. Cold mornings early to the middle of next week. 20 degrees now. Relative humidity, 95%. How to clean our hands properly. First, wet hands under running water. Then keep hands away from the running water. Apply liquid soap and rub hands together to make a soapy lather. Then rub it in accordance with the seven steps of hand washing. Palm. Back of hands. Finger webs. Back of fingers. Thumbs. Fingertips. Wrists. Rub our hands for at least 20 seconds. Rinse hands thoroughly under running water. 9.33, the news now with Pierre Tremblay. There's been a sharp spike in the number of new cases of COVID-19, the SARS-like virus whose epicenter is in Wuhan, the capital of Hubei province. Hubei's health commission said this morning it had broadened the definition for COVID-19 and was reporting 14,840 new cases today. That's about nine times more than the number reported yesterday. The commission also said the number of deaths in the province had risen by 242, pushing the toll past 1,350. World Rugby is expected to make an announcement later today on this year's Hong Kong Sevens amid reports that this year's tournament will be pushed back from the beginning of April to October because of the coronavirus. And NATO defense ministers have agreed to expand the alliance's training mission in Iraq. At a meeting in Brussels, NATO's chief, Jens Stoltenberg, said this would replace some of the international troops leaving the U.S.-led coalition against the Islamic State group. More news at 10. It's time right now on Radio 3 to say good morning to Phil Whelan and his guests on The Morning Brew. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Hi. Good morning. And good morning to you, too. How are you doing? Excellent. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Fine, thank you. Thanks for inviting me to your show. Oh, you. Good morning. Good to see you. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. Welcome to Thursday morning. Great to be back with you. I'm Phil Whelan, and we're doing it until one o'clock. Here on The Morning Brew. Well, for the time being on Radio 3, we won't be talking to any of our guests face-to-face in the studio, but that gives us a great opportunity on Morning Brew via Skype and Facebook Live to go and visit them wherever they may be. I did some of that yesterday. It was great fun. You can watch and listen to them live from their office, the surgery, the park, or even America. 
So watch out for the Facebook Live alerts. Our first online of this morning.